listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Look, young rich nigga shit. Pops was an immigrant. Lifestyle illegit, but now own businesses. Started out the trunk, ended up at the dealership. All gold, roly black face, no blemishes. Legend in my city because I grind so vigorous. If I show my face, what's the Texas? That's a big event gotta pay me 20 cents just to hear me vent i'm really out here on some shit you should take a flick balling on my own 10 toes so the difference is i call shots never ask for permission man i got a lot of big plans in my vision man i ain't failed yet about a dollar hell yes i'm a problem filled test it's only getting worse i swear i'm getting money i just hope you getting yours i'm getting killing niggas solo but i'm getting but i know i'm getting more now that young gambino on the course go hey welcome to the black guy with Tips podcast your host rod and Karen. and we're live on a saturday morning ready to do some feedback on the feedback show yes sir this is the episode where it's all about you guys it's all about all the stuff you, about you the stuff you send in if you send in us uh email at the black at gmail.com we're gonna read that if you uh left comments on our website the black guy who the black guy who tips.com black who tops Ooh, what's happening here i don't know because who's the black guy who bottoms i mean it's a lot of a lot of questions a lot of questions now uh the black guy who tips.com um you can leave comments on different episodes vote in the polls you can leave comments in the polls you can donate to the show by going to the front page and on the front page on the right hand side there's a little donate button um you can even do stuff like leave us voicemail 704-557-0186 leave the voicemails make sure that two minutes or less you will get cut off then you'll be one of these people leaving like three four voicemails in a row everybody's like get it together you know the audience is turning on you in your head you gotta you gotta come with a plan so keep it two minutes or less um you can also um leave five star reviews for us on itunes and stitcher we only got one this week uh on itunes and that was it but we uh you know hopefully we get some more soon we appreciate y'all to take time out mm. to leave those um the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport bullet ball. and bullet ball extreme and shout out to the people that did give us money let's shout them out mm-hmm. i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day and new money for the new day okay guys new pay uh damien r hit us with the recurring donation thank you dr bambi hooked us up thank you professor yes. uh nicola c hit us with the recurring monique s thank you our girl falcons diva hooked us up donna n thank you donna jason f we appreciate you kevin w we appreciate you as well felicity f thank you Derek lw thank you Derek. b coleman appreciate you b coleman uh donna n i feel like i said her name twice um and of course that's when everything has to start loading uh grace n thank you grace glenwood c the oldest sounding name of all our donators come on lawrence c who is of no relation to Linwood c uh zachary nunn uh well zachary n of the uh living living corporate podcast mm-hmm. i was on there kiwi r thank you kiwi preston the guy whose team drove Malanike I, thank you. Cedric W, appreciate you as well. And oh, that's everybody. Boom, short week. Today's a new day. There was no sunshine. Nothing but clouds and the sun and the sun and the sun. 
Today's a new day. Tell me where are my blue skies? Where is that love, y'all? That love is gone. That's well. All right, all right. Let's get into the uh, five star review. We got one on iTunes this week. One lonely, lonely five star review. We thank you for that person that put five on it, and we know um, we should be looking for more fives next week because you ain't the only one. Yes, from Token Duck who says had to go premium five stars. Uh, first off, thank you two so much for what you all do every day. Been hooked since the Vice episode earlier this year. For an early birthday present for, for myself, I went to your site and became a premium member. Keep up the great work and know that people out here do appreciate your work. Can't wait to play Guest the Race live. Thanks again and cheers. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Happy birthday to you, baby. Yeah, happy thank birthday. You. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, man, we do always feel appreciated. You know, like, um we you know we are we've we've done made a lot of decisions to make sure that we feel appreciated uh so thank you you know like a lot of y'all show love and stuff and we've surrounded ourselves by that love Mm -hmm. and a lot of of positivity and i'm thankful for the positivity because those are the things that keep us going and you know we thank you for the tweets and the the post online and stuff like that it it means the world to us y'all just don't know yep um all right let's get into the comments on different episodes where you have an opportunity to interact with us if you want to um relatable was episode 1934 which was our feedback episode uh great uncle bob says folks always say voting is a two-party system in, in a two-party system is choosing the lesser of two evils and how black folk have always had to do this so older black folks are professionals in pragmatism and yes i'd like to hear why the reasoning behind their support for biden yeah i would like to as well man i still haven't really seen anyone go out and interview him it's, mm-hmm. i was saying this a week ago now and I not you know they found ways to interview trump supporters and republicans that don't want to be called racist got a hole right up in the atlantic who's the fuck is talking to people like every day i see a report on the polls like the polls show biden holding steady uh harris is going down uh bernie is holding steady you know warren's moving up like okay but y'all aren't asking voters why because they don't really give a fuck about black voters and you know biden is only ahead because of the support of black voters specifically older black voters come on find out why Uh, anyway i'm 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 done repeating myself uh do you want to know why older black voters support biden was the um was a poll yes i like to know and no i don't care uh karen for me i guess i would like to know i kind of know but they can tell me why yeah i feel like i was i'm assuming why but i don't mm-hmm. actually know why because no one's asked but Correct. yes i like to know 60 percent um 40 percent of our audience does not care which i think is uh kind of interesting because um and maybe maybe you know maybe it's just like uh they're not voting for my favorite person so i don't give a fuck or why i don't care why anybody else votes the way they do but i feel like if you're of that group that does not want biden to be the nominee you need to find but you don't care why people are voting for him then you're an idiot find out why so that you can go and persuade them because if you don't persuade them that shit ain't gonna change dog now maybe you're a person that don't care so that's why you know you're like i don't care who the nominee is so who gives a fuck but if i feel like if your team any be like not biden 
I, I then it's shocking to me to not care why people vote for 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 biden <laughs> that's that's that that's wild because like i don't know how your candidate is supposed to get them voters Mm-mm. uh doug b says yes i like both news organizations and the dnc to do a full in-depth dive into the reasoning for voting every voting cycle we hear about the nascar dads rural blue collar white dudes soccer moms suburban white women working class american blue collar white people middle class americans white people who don't feel rich or poor right but only but old black people they might be the most important demographic at least in the nominations they consistently vote and have picked the democratic nominee every time my 35 year old ass can remember every outfit should want to know why what they're thinking i yeah that's what's even more strange it's been my entire life correct and i i don't remember anyone questioning or asking you know like they might ask young hip like radical black people their opinions because it's more bombastic and they normally say something more inflammatory and so it makes good you know it's good copy good print right but they don't really talk to older black people nope because <clears throat> most older black people have been through some shit and them clips ain't gonna be the clip you can run they gonna be like uh yeah i'm old i don't give a fuck and these are the reasons why i vote this way and they gonna be sitting there on that chair with that sign say goddamn change my mind if you can't i'm still voting this way and nobody's actually trying to change their minds yeah i just think it's interesting because I, I don't even think it's because it's gonna be like them being like i'm old and black and fuck you no no i, I really um i think because like and it's not a fuck you is this is my philosophy and you know like you said if you want to change you got to reach me and nobody's willing to reach them yeah i just want to see what they would say because you know i remember there were older black establishment types that were behind hillary clinton when barack obama started campaigning Mm -hmm. and we watched them change but from my understanding the biggest thing about barack obama's campaign in 2008 was his ground game going to houses knocking on doors letting people know you know like and especially in the south i'm kind of you know it's kind of surprising to see i don't know maybe they're waiting till the numbers whittle down i don't know i don't know yeah, i don't have an answer i just i just think it's weird yeah and 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 to kind of piggyback on what you said it's one of those things where uh the ground game matters because you know what particularly for older black people they're like hey i know you're a real person you actually reach out to me you actually give a fuck you know because uh you know not all but you know a lot of older black people feel forgotten anyway and so you know they're like hey if the candidate actually takes the time to reach out to speak to me to hear my plights yes i'm willing to uh most people in reasonable common sense is willing to be like okay all right and that's something that barack obama did you know he actually reached out to people went to homes knocked on doors did phone calls and shit like that and to reach older people sometimes you can't use new technology like you know the text and like they don't do a lot of them don't do that shit so you got to go old school with a lot of them and a lot of people just want to leave the old people behind like they don't fucking exist and just like well these what the numbers say with the young folks but old people vote too yeah i just like i said um you know i just like to see hear it from them like so it seemed like an easy fucking thing to do but i haven't heard anybody do it you know so and um i have my suspicions and speculations of course i do too but i would like to hear have them confirmed or not you know or have a debunk you know my biggest suspicion is just that joe biden was the dude to have a barack obama's back for eight years unwaveringly so and 
that carries a lot of weight with those voters is my guess but we don't know because nobody gives a fuck about talking to them and that and that and that's the part nobody wants to admit like you said every demographic of white folks the undecided yeah the i don't knows the economic anxiety we talk to the coal miners we talk to every demographic of white folks that fucking is out there that even exists they can make a genre up and we will get an article on them fuckers yeah they even let lying ass white people talk to them right. like it's crazy I, I don't anyway episode 1935 dipping into the kool-aid uh this is the episode we have a man jl covano and we actually got five comments and only don't get a lot of comments when we have guests phil g says the way the debates are going i may as well wait till the next day to get the highlights on twitter it is too many people a night and they do not get enough time mm-hmm. i agree i actually don't even think you need to wait to check it out on twitter i don't think anything's being said in the debates that is uh worthwhile for the most part just because we don't have time nope honestly is i'm just and i know that people don't like it everybody has their faves i'm just waiting for people to drop out and Agreed. you cannot like that if you want but motherfuckers polling at one to two percent why they gotta go they gotta go I, you know i know the jl's man is one of those people but you know they gotta find another role to get into the political zeitgeist if they can't drum up these votes man because you know i want i do want these opinions in the debates and stuff but they, it's literally too many people to say that their opinions are mattering because people just basically ignore the people polling low um and just move on and if you don't get a viral twitter moment it's like you did the whole debate for no reason it's Agreed. crazy this this whole thing is fucked up if in the ideal world they split this shit up to like four nights a week five people uh on the on the um stage at a time mm-hmm. instead of trying to like do this this 10 people yelling at each other shit and i guarantee you that that was an option but they was like fuck it we want chaos like this yeah. is the only reason why you do this because you want chaos and viral tweets and all this other bullshit versus people actually talking about the facts like, well like shay said in the chat i'm watching for the jokes fuck it i like to laugh at unreasonable stuff yeah that's what i'm saying like that and that's that's what cnn is hoping for right like cnn msnbc they that's they know that 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 viral moment that twitter thread that joke that's what it's about now and sadly that you know um that's all you have time for at least i'm not saying people that weren't looking at the debates and making jokes i know i've always done that mm-hmm. but but um at least when it's like bernie and hillary and like with two to three people on stage some substantive issues are being talked about um you just literally can't get 10 people in on fucking immigration and at the same time you just can't um and especially with people leaping in to be like well they didn't always feel that way it's like well yeah no shit you're we're asking the question of how they feel now correct you know this this gotcha shit is just so i don't know it's uh, uh the donald trump impression was so good it was triggering even the excuse me just gave me shivers yeah i love when jl does that when he's where, where the, the the moderator or the person asking him a question is trying to talk and then he's like excuse me excuse me and till it's like so rude you have to just shut the fuck up uh thanks for having him on smiley face lopez keela uh yeah he's great he's he's amazing at that impression and everything uh trey swindu says thanks again for jl to jl for blessing us with his presence in this episode this is such a great and informative episode of ride karen and jl thanks so much guys no doubt trey thank you i'm sure a lot of y'all learned about jay Inslee. Mm-hmm. that's uh it's like that's like jl's part-time job uh great uncle <laughs> <laughs> great uncle bob says great episode jl was great 
i love when you talk about politics because your point of because your viewpoint is dope it often makes me think of things another way i had not previously considered uh hey thank you you know i tried to not talk too much about certain shit but um you know at the same time man i you know i we're giving our opinions and hopefully they are opinions you're not finding just any and everywhere because you know we try not to just be we're trying to be authentic to ourselves and not just ride along with whatever the internet wave is you know right so i'm glad that uh it's challenging people or at least they're seeing something a different way because that's how i learned too i listen to a lot of podcasts and uh there's a lot of people whose politics are different from mine but i learned from them and i'm like oh i i didn't think of it this way or this is a perspective i hadn't considered or you know sometimes oh this is this is a better perspective than mine i have now learned something like that i you know i could not i could not have come up with on my own and i and that's why i'm thankful um to learn it and that's why on social media you'll see me i share a podcast that i listen to if i can remember to do it when i'm listening just so that people can be you know they can be edified as well mm-hmm. jl's trump impression is the best in the game it's more than just sounding like trump but he has the man's psyche down it's hilariously terrifying it is y'all it is uh like i said if you guys enjoy this trump impression i hope you guys listen to making podcasts great again mm-hmm. um it's everywhere you get podcasts he does it weekly and it's topical so it's like the, it's a great way to catch up on the news of the week with trump um because they kind of talk about it and he kind of gives you what we all know trump is really fucking thinking come on um but he's also funny and uh and and like it's also just a good show anonymous says good political commentary and conversation thank you anonymous thank you um then we got uh the poll um and it had two comments uh the poll was is the current debate format helpful to you no it's chaotic or yes i'm learning a lot uh karen i don't think you watched them right no but from what i see everybody just yelling at each other and the moderator's going you got a minute left you got a minute left and then the person keeps talking and they keep telling them stop stop i was like the fuck that i just tapped out like the fuck is this this is not debate yeah so 92 percent of our audience says it's chaotic eight mm-hmm. percent says yeah it's helpful they're learning a lot i can actually see both sides of that maybe you know shout out to me being a libra okay but i can kind of see both sides of that because i mean if you don't know anything about some of these motherfuckers then it's all educational because learning about 22 motherfuckers at the same time i mean is you're bound to learn something you know what i mean but uh i'm i'm more on the chaos side i for me i feel like these debates are a waste of fucking time right now um and like i said it's sad for the people who got in the race with legit like good campaigns Mm -hmm. that they have good track records they have things they would like to like present to the american people and solutions it's sad for them because for every one person like that there's a couple people in there that just don't have any fucking business being up there Mm -mm. um and everybody's gonna differ on who they decide is the people that shouldn't be up there but you know we all do recognize it's too many people blue wave rider said niggas this was one of your best episodes i hope the three of you can get together regularly to comment on the presidential race and politics in general five stars six stars for cars keep up the good work <laughs> thanks blue wave rider thank you yeah i it's funny because we normally don't do Mm-mm. politically heavy episodes and um i and by the way i mean i love jail can come on anytime you want but mm-hmm. i doubt that i would want to do a regular like 
democratic candidate race update because i meant what i said uh over i guess at this point a year or two ago at this point but i am voting enthusiastically for whoever can win this fucking primary same and i will have no regrets about that not one and um and i will be talking shit about people that's like i ain't voting then fuck you because this is not a game at this point like people are literally dying and being separated from their families yeah it's not a game and 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 if you if that moves you if you're so cynical that moves you none you're not my kind of person anyway you probably shouldn't be fucking with me and i definitely don't want you around me you know what i mean so i don't want to do like the thing because i I, what uh we even had one when we get the voicemails uh well actually that voicemail is kind of choppy so you won't be able to hear it but uh there was a person that wrote in to be like well, what about you know my candidate is this person and i'm like yeah I, i'm not saying they're a bad person but can't get that high, high enough percentage in that money they gotta go because it's Correct. just it's gotta be worn down and it's not a knock on really those people it's mm-hmm. just look that we don't have the time to get to know all these motherfuckers no we don't and the and the, and the debates are not a good place to do it so mm-hmm. i don't even know what you do if you're polling at two percent right now and you're trying to move up i don't even know how you do it because the 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 news people aren't interested in helping that happen for you no they're not and like i said they purposely made it chaotic because with so many people they was like fuck it yeah so i don't know what you do but i just know that i don't want to be the person arguing different candidates Mm -hmm. i I had enough of that shit when it was just hillary and bernie and people Mm -hmm. were writing us and like like they needed us to be on the side of their candidate or it's gonna be a problem and any critique of those candidates they had a problem with us bringing it up Mm -hmm. and then other people write in and they critique you know uh they do want critiques of the candidate i like to me a lot of that was fruitless you know it just wore it didn't make either candidate better it wore them down until nub and then it was you're like yay let's go to the the right nobody had no enthusiasm and i I hope it doesn't happen this time but it feels like it's gonna happen this time but we'll see fucking repeat monique says one of the best podcasts i've ever heard period damn y'all really did like this shit thankful for for, thankful for the candidates that know fully well they can't win but are wasting our time are egotistical and don't give a shit about what's even important taking the senate ben beto the man the people of texas need you right now this is your time go snatch that seat away from john corin feels like a layup a no-brainer stacy abrams what's good i'm just saying yeah it would be hilarious if stacy abrams waited till the very end and just popped in like uh guys before the primary start and y'all get ready to vote um i'm in like uh but you didn't do none of the debates yeah that shit was a waste of time uh <laughs> y'all know i'm still paying off this credit card debt uh holla at your girl um, that would fucking swing everything <laughs> that would be yeah, hilarious people's time that's that's funny because like with all this stuff this and it happened in 2016 too stacy abrams is like the go-to i would vote for person i think you know for a lot of people where they're like i hate all these candidates but if it was stacy and i'm like all right i hope y'all telling the truth because right we always say that about somebody and then they get in the motherfucking race and it's like why they not number one you know like 2016 i think it was elizabeth warren mm-hmm. you know for some people it was joe biden though and he is number one but you know so you know maybe they was telling the truth if it was joe biden we would be winning i I guess maybe so maybe so uh episode 1936 hot baby summer Uh, (laughs) um 
uh we had one comment janica says uh i can't believe karen missed the pizza slap story i knew he was black when he said he beat everybody ass in there shaking my head (laughs) under the jail i know and you know what's even worse is she still got her ramen that night (laughs) y'all i put a picture of it on our social media the queen gets what the queen wants thank you is refusing to vote for candidates who are pro-gun control just as pointless as thoughts or prayers karen the choices are yes it's basically the same thing no it's better than thoughts and prayers or no thoughts and prayers is better yes so what would you say i think for me the b so it's better than thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. all right i am um of the mindset that is basically the same thing thoughts and prayers and people that say i'm 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 anti uh i'm pro gun control but i don't vote for people that are gun control oh same thing well then no hey my bad oh, okay yeah same thing to me so uh yes it's basically the same thing 67 percent uh 29 percent say no it's better than thoughts and prayers i don't see how honestly yeah it's basically because nothing because with both of that nothing's being done like what, yeah. what what are we doing nothing you're not voting so you're not changing but you, you're anti-guns which means you have to put people in place you got to vote and put people in place that will actually push your agenda so you're not putting people in place to push the agenda but you have the agenda well then what the fuck you complaining about no yeah i'm not gonna get on that but yeah people that don't vote be the loudest fucking complainers why you got them complaining when you didn't participate in the fucking process and no thoughts and prayers is better um four percent um so i i I actually uh think both of the last groups i don't know how they came to those decisions but that's fine Mm -hmm. that's why we put it out there fender says four if you could read this in your best white woman of color voice um what this got to do with this (laughs) poll all right what this got to do with this poll uh every i don't i don't even know every autumn i make the best apple pies for the apple tree in our backyard over several years i have fine-tuned my ingredients for my pie so it's not too sweet but sweet enough to cut the tartness of the apple plenty of cinnamon for fragrance and ginger clove and a pinch of allspice to make apple flavors pop in your mouth now gentle listen wait now gentle listen i guess gentlemen now gentlemen listen if you ask where the nutmeg is i will fight you that ish made for is made for a soapy aftertaste fight me i digress last year for when on for when on his pumpkin spice parade i guess me i don't know uh i was taking a sconce for i never pumpkin spiced anything or so i thought as for suggested in this episode i did google what pumpkin spice is and it turned out it's exactly what i've been putting in my pies every year i would like to pronounce myself pumpkin spice apple pie making king of the black guy who tips nation it's if anyone is in the habit of making 30 to 50 apple pies in the fall they are welcome to my crown but until then put some respect on my name and may rod and karen forever stay anointed in all things pumpkin and spicy thanks vendor case um i don't know what that has to do with the poll guess you couldn't figure out <laughs> couldn't figure out how to post that on the website i don't know 
<laughs> Lenny says we must have said something about pumpkin spice on that episode. Oh, we definitely did. We definitely did. But I just don't know what that had to do with the poll. It's on. It's in the poll's comments. Oh, not the, okay, not the episode comments. Yeah. Lenny says right now I'm one of the two folks who says thoughts and prayers are better. Thoughts and prayers mean nothing, but refusing to vote for candidates that are pro gun control has serious consequences. Hmm, I could actually see that reasoning. Al Gore lost key support in 2000 because he was pro gun control. Um, Representative Lucy McBath, Jordan Davis's mother, has been harassed all week by the RNC for being pro gun control. Her keeping that red seat was already going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, man, this is some sad shit, man. I I don't know. I I don't know how reasonable people can can feel that they're better than like they mock the thoughts and prayers people but then they also say don't vote like shut the fuck up then what are you talking about monique says the gun ownership debate is one of the most sinister things the founders ever cooked up maybe dnd could make a show where nra members explain the god-given rights to own ar-15 that amendment was for muskets that took 40 seconds to reload if you're a proficient the ohio killer killed nine people in 20 something seconds right yep and injured like 18 more or something like it's crazy it's it's really we're living in crazy times right and the shooting down in el paso they said that they don't really even have a true count of how many people were injured yeah they said because a lot of people didn't report their injuries because they was like if i go to the hospital i'm they liable to deport me or the family members or my loved ones so i'm just gonna have to deal with the wound mm-hmm yep um and but it's the video games to blame right walmart taking down video game posters espn is taking a video game tournament off of the air in august that because that'll fix it apparently apparently that will uh fix the problem apparently video games are buying ar-15s and putting them in the hands of radicalized white men and uh making them shoot people who knew uh episode 1937 forgiveness phil g says just wanted to say that we all got into reading at different times in life i never read for fun until i was read for fun until i was 21 and a friend of mine introduced me to tucker max series of books sorry they are very problematic books uh then i got into reading video games like halo and gears of wars series because i love the worlds they are in i moved to reading manga around the age of 26 i have since moved on to more real books from coates obama haddish to name a few i read the game of thrones series as well reading is a relax is relaxing it's never too late to learn anyone's work we all get in where we fit in thanks phil g that's a true statement yeah I, and i agree i think uh you just feel so far behind sometimes but you fit but it's one of those things where the race is uh your race not everybody else's race yeah so you gotta run your own race and then mm-hmm. uh like i said man a good book you, you know it's like you're not even reading it's like i you know when i'm reading a good book I, i'm thinking about that shit all the time and wanting to get back to it so you know it kind of does itself the the book i'm reading about ida b wells right now is one of those books where i'm just so enthralled into like everything that was going on around the time she was coming up and is and and the way they wrote it is it's like a swath of black life so you're not it's not just uh her life by itself but it's like within the context of things that were happening um and you know and this is a person we almost lost to history um so it's kind of it's kind of dope to read and uh yeah i like i'm re- right now i'm on her love life and how she just man ida couldn't keep a man y'all she was having problems out there okay 
a lot of a lot of black men that uh coming in one probably won't want a rickshaw for run and boss her around and she's like no what? i read it no i'm reading it not you okay uh i know exactly what's happening what's happening um she was honorary she was a kind of a she was a person that had a lot of like pride and perceived slights so if you fucked up a little bit okay. she was completely off your ass um, oh but then yeah you ain't so gonna be alone she didn't play that shit at all so if a nigga like was moving too slow with the i love you's and shit she was like fuck this nigga and by the time he come around she was like nah you should have been said i love you a long time ago nigga i told you like this it's, it's over you know she just she not was like you better come prepared i'm not putting in no work if you was trifling man she just she was not fucking around so it was like that was a big part of it uh for her and then she also was just kind of like she had a hard time being having friends and shit like that so she wasn't really a friendly person and she was also the kind of person that like um she would like 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 if somebody was sad or something around her she'll be like okay then nigga like (laughs) i guess you sad you know like like, i'm not gonna try to console you and right and ask what's wrong like, like that's not my problem like she was writing her diary like i mean not in these terms but it basically like yeah i came to work at, at my job teaching this shit and uh fanny so-and-so wasn't speaking to me this week so i was content to let her just sit there and not speak come on yeah. <laughs> i'm not trying to be funny i at the older i get the more my attitude turns like that in certain situations honey i'm not here to stroke your ego or 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 ask you to mature up in certain situations i'm like fuck it you deal with it but she was fine as hell so she had a lot of dudes who tried to holler at her you know and she also was also like and that also made her real like kind of temperamental with the dudes that she would correspond with because she'd be like nigga of all the people i tried to holler back at you and you got the nerve to be slow rolling this shit get the fuck out of my face and then because i know i'm fine and then she also had i know i talked about it with you over dinner but Mm -hmm. because of that thing that happened to her in her uh hometown uh i cannot remember the name of it hill spring uh what her hometown because uh they had basically accused her of being a hoe Mm -hmm. um she was real real quick to like if somebody if she thought people was talking about her or she thought people was you know spreading rumors and lies about her because some of them stories follow her all the way back to uh follow her to memphis she was she was just awful people like she was just like i know you know fuckers talking about me i ain't no hoe get the fuck up off of me then you know and you know so anyway it's a good book but because it's so good i i can't help think about it talk about it i want to read more like you know and that's what a good book can do um that's even different from like tv and stuff like that so uh and of course uh the uh name of the book because i know y'all gonna ask me on twitter a million fucking times uh is um a sword among lions this thing is ida b wells a sword among lions and then uh it's on amazon prime right now if you have amazon if you have amazon prime you can actually get it on a kindle device uh for free it's Mm -hmm. just it's one of those books so um and uh and it's like 800 pages but y'all know how kindle books are if you read them it can't possibly be 800 pages i'm Mm -mm. assuming a whole bunch of pages is just footnotes and annotations and stuff like that but yeah i'm I'm reading it now and i I fucking love it i'm on chapter four 
uh, michelle says there are already people who buy copyrights to old songs and use software to scan new songs for similarities so they can sue for copyright infringement i'm telling y'all man I, i've seen how people are acting because it's robin thick and Katy perry mm-hmm. i cannot not that i can't wait because i don't wish misfortune on anybody mm-hmm, but it's gonna happen but it's gonna happen to somebody y'all like and then it's gonna be y'all gonna be acting real indignant like and I'm two just, notes and i'm just gonna remember that all the unbothered shit when it was when because it's not about who the fuck it happened to it's really mm-hmm. about the the principle of the shit and musicians like people that work in the industry are telling me and and us and writing articles being like yo this is actually fucked up it's not really it's not actually copyright infringement they're taking advantage of the system in a way that you know is gonna end up being fucked up for other people right but you know stifling creativity yeah like i said when this beyonce or Lil Nas x or some shit that's when everybody will be like the fuck you know but until then uh another listener says uh i was look i was going to mention the same thing and a lot of people who got caught up in that were small indie musicians so this issue just doesn't affect rich people it can mess with the career of someone starting out in their little apartment so someone gets the copyright to something small looks for or to to buys a copyright to an old song and then looks for someone making music and that's the other thing because the way the copyright thing is working it's almost impossible to work backwards with the software Mm -hmm. so like i'm making an entire composition to make a song and i'm doing it from my own original whatever right layered and everything i can't take that song and go back and be like okay this two seconds is this anywhere in someone else's song okay these two notes are these two notes in anyone's song and because you never get the shit done right but you can do it the opposite way easy which is okay i have two notes doom 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 or whatever the fuck let's go search for uh those two notes anywhere okay this song got it okay i'm suing uh trey says that was a word you two blessed us with and you guys are talking about forgiveness it amazes me how people will stress themselves out holding on to grudge instead of just forgiving that person and moving the hell on your life could be cut too short just by holding on to that grudge man forgive mm-hmm. so in turn you can live your life to the fullest thanks for all the caring yeah man i mean like i said i can only speak really for people like me right i don't know some people say that they can carry a grudge or or hatred of people or whatever the fuck and it does it's just it's light as the summer breeze like it doesn't bother them at all now shit bothers me i don't know to a certain extent i'm not even sure i believe those people i know they say it i gotta take their word for it because i'm not them but i know i've been around people and i'm like i can tell that you're lying to yourself Mm -hmm. you are holding on to that and it's weighing you down but you know it's not for me i can't unburden you and it's not for me to tell you what to do but for me personally i just know that the 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 trend the style the the the, uh what do you call it the i don't know the the the, like wave online the wave in, in in popular culture and media now is this whole like we don't forgive we don't let nothing go the tiniest slight is forever and that's never been me and i'm not gonna let social peer pressure put me into that situation because it's a funny thing to say Mm -hmm. because you know and i think a lot more people are lying about it than being honest because when you actually stop and think about the people that we consider to be like petty enough that that their grudge is overtaking them and we kind of all laugh at them they're running jokes monique um uh janet hubert 
mm-hmm. um black tris like people laugh at those women yes they do they don't actually say, like you don't catch people being like like while while there's obviously even when they have a good point there's some people that'll be yeah, like yeah they have a good point blah 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 but for the most part they're easily dismissed by most people because it's like they're wearing the grudge on their shoulder to a point where we're like this you might tell me you will probably look me in my eyes and tell me this has no effect on you and you over it blah blah, blah. but you're not and it's affecting everything about your whole or your work you're crying tears over this in interviews you're never going to be able to move on until you heal yourself or forgive those people for you not for them but until you can hey these are their shortcomings i accept that they weren't able to 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 do things in the way that i thought was the right way to do i'm never gonna get the apology i feel like i deserve or in some cases we know that like monique for example got the apology and still it's not enough so yeah like i i don't know i feel like people kind of talk out of one end but with their actions kind of belie the truth when they when they you know when they mock these people that do hold on to these grudges it's like oh what you're really saying is you're not that you're not actually team petty all the time Mm-mm. you know you're team petty to a point and then it's like okay nigga but for real if you bring up will smith one more time i like i don't know what to, i'm okay right um do you find it hard to forgive people was the poll yes not if they apologize or no not even if they apologize i think i phrased that question wrong uh <laughs> i think i phrased that wrong uh what option again do you find it hard to forgive people yes no uh, you know not if they apologize um so so yes oh wait no i phrased it right okay yeah okay all right so yes i find it hard to forgive people period no not even if they apologize do i find it hard if they don't apologize do i find it hard to forgive people like i forgive people even if they never apologize i'm okay cool and then there's not if they apologize so if they apologize then i then it's not hard for me to forgive them so those are the three answers what do you you have oh i'm b i'm b because that you know i've had people in my personal life and family members and loved ones they don't apologize just their personality a lot of old black people they just don't apologize so i had to forgive them niggas and move on because i can't be mad at you for fucking ever because you have so much goddamn pride that you will never apologize to me yeah oh and then uh someone in the chat said tyra banks and naomi camel uh that's another one of those like people people like move on because you don't like team petty uh actually you need to move the fuck on anyway um yeah i'm i'm actually probably in the third group now but i will say um i'm both of the ones at the bottom i can i can fuck with if you apologize it's absolutely easy for me to forgive you you know especially if i feel like it's heartfelt it's meant you mean it you know i think there's a lot of people that even if they get an apology don't like accepting the apology nope because you have to give up some power correct and that means there's like a a social contract of well i told you to your face we were cool or i accept your apology now whether we have a relationship or not there's like a certain amount of like cordialness there's a certain amount of okay i'm not gonna just bring this up at every chance and bring i'm not gonna just rant and rave about you and hold you low 
like at some point i'm gonna have to let this go and i don't think people like giving up that power no they don't no they don't that's why they stay there and they, yeah. and, and they stay stuck in and uh um uh think pretty smart say about pride or they don't want to admit that they're wrong to me that's the same thing because mm-hmm. that, that pride is yeah. the thing that makes you don't want to admit that you're wrong and there's people i have literally had to forgive for myself group, me and that never apologized Mm-mm. and it's just and it's okay like it when i that when i realized that lesson it was so freeing because that's when i realized uh and we're talking about forgiving people who've wronged you right well mm-hmm. i'll get to the to the other side of this later but that's when i realized how much of this is really about yourself forgiveness is a selfish thing you know whether you want forgiveness that's selfish right not 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 that that's wrong to be selfish we we put selfish and people think wrong bad no selfish just means you're putting yourself first for a situation and that's okay sometimes um if you want forgiveness absolution that's kind of selfish and then if you um withhold want to withhold it that's selfish but if you want to practice it in order to move on that's a selfish act as well and i need that sometimes you know there's people where i'm like that person would never admit they did me dirty but Mm -hmm. i gotta move on right you know i don't want to give them this power over my life where i'm consistently got a grudge against this person you know um and maybe they recognize it one day maybe they don't but my existence cannot be contingent upon their recognition of the wrong and writing it sometimes i have to write the wrong myself Mm -hmm. and be like okay this is what i'm gonna do going forward and also so it doesn't poison me against other people other situations um because you know these are things you watch happen to people and you're like yo this person is fucked up because somebody did them wrong one day and they never could get over it so they keep repeating the same cycles with more different people like nah i've I, I, I been there and and it is it is it, it's like a disease it just spread all over your body mm-hmm. uh you'll start treating everybody mean like i said i've been there mean and nasty and snapping and, and anything that reminds you of that situation you want to set the fuck on fire mm-hmm. because all it will go back is to that initial thing that started it but you're over it though no you're not really over it and then a lot of times i realized this too and i've done this a lot of people lie to themselves like you say and they say that they're over it quote unquote but what they did they just buried it mm-hmm. deep down and the thing is the longer it's buried when it does come back it's even stronger than before because it's laid dormant and so a lot of people don't realize and it has to be a true cut like a true like a hey, i am no longer going to wear this weight around my neck i'm going no longer going to be weighed down and the thing is like you say for forgiveness i realize this sometimes you have to close the door <laughs> and don't expect them to to move on too and that's something very hard for people to understand a lot of people sitting and waiting for people that are very prideful to admit that they're wrong where they don't think they're wrong they're sitting and waiting you know but the, 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 nope 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 sometimes get your ass up walk your ass over there shut the door lock it and throw the goddamn key away where you never find it again and move the fuck on because as long as you keep that door open you won't move on well you know to me like the thing is not whether or not you leave the door open or whatever i mean boundaries are good yes they are so there's nothing wrong with a boundary but um like i I just feel like people are watching for this moment that this person's gonna like realize they were wrong and they come to you right 
and i feel like that watching is giving them power that waiting is giving them power then you have to take the power back for yourself mm-hmm. and be like let me concentrate within let me concentrate on what heals me let me concentrate on letting things go and man i don't know maybe it's just my life but it feel i feel fortunate because every time a situation like this has occurred i have always gotten to move on to something better and for me like you know or realize the weight that they were putting in my life that i had never i had gotten used to and now i'm like oh this is what free feels like this is what happy feels like so right and also it's one of those things too <laughs> the old black people be like you know sweep around your own front door and sometimes you have to do that you literally have to sweep and clean and, and get rid of things that don't belong there and that aren't, aren't healthy for you and uh but for me personally forgiveness is what's healthy like you said yeah. initially uh, eventually you'll see the dirt you'll get used to the dirt and the dirt becomes common and before you know it this is how it's supposed to look but the second you be like you know what let me blow this vase off <laughs> and next thing you know you realize this is a beautiful vase you be like well god damn i didn't realize the vase is beautiful that's because it was clouded by that unforgiveness and so right. you really couldn't see the beautiful and the dynamic and the wonderful things around you you really even couldn't even really see the love that you're surrounded by the the people that support you the people that are actually reaching out trying to pull you out of this pit because for me it was a pit this pit that you in people are like trying to help you but because you're just so wrapped up in your own mind and wrapped up in your own thoughts and wrapped up in this person place a thing or whatever it is you cannot see the sunset you know all you see is rain and doom and gloom and all this other shit you know you won't even open up the blinds to the window to even take a peek outside right and so you know once i started being like you know what let me clean up in here you wake up one day and be like hey this this my, my house so internally is a fucking chaos let me start cleaning stuff out next thing you know you start throwing stuff and dumping stuff and packing stuff and 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 you know getting rid of trash and garbage and debris and shit and and before you know it you start digging and digging and digging and before you know it you, if, if if you do it right you'll actually go back and stem to your childhood like what are these things that cause me to feel like this and that's where the it's very painful for people to look at those things because before you know it, you got to forgive grandpa grandma you got to forgive your mom and you got to forgive great aunts you got to forgive cousins you got to forgive people for things and some of you might be dead and gone but you got to forgive them even if you never have a conversation with them again even if you never bring it up again you've got to forgive them because that's the only way you're going to be made whole and that's the only way chaos is going to uh leave uh and I, I i'm saying this from experience because i had experience that happened when i was stuck like chuck and that shit was on goddamn repeat and i could not move past that point but once i decided to wake up one day and clean the house and take me some common and some pledge and some lysol and wipe that motherfucker down and it got sparkling i said oh i'll never go back again yeah and uh i see someone in the chat that was saying uh i'm moving on i'm gonna now i'm moving on i'm gonna say what i gotta say about it move out you won't get the chance to do it to me too many again i'm not sure if i was waiting for an apology to deserve one that i will believe them anyways um yeah i like i don't think it's mutually exclusive is what i'm Mm-mm. saying like moving on setting boundaries i think is healthy i don't Correct. think it has to be uh a necessarily a um one or like it, it, like you can do both you can be mm-hmm. for, you can forgive somebody and not be waiting on their ass correct and be moving on with your life and all that shit you know um and i am a person that um i always do leave a little bit of a door open for if a person 
grows and comes back like and that's not me waiting on it but just that's the kind of person i am and i and i i have to respect the kind of person i am because i think what happens is with a lot of less performative shit people do for the internet and impress other people and all this shit you start saying shit that's not even you now i'm not saying everybody's like me i think most people aren't maybe because at least from my experience but i am a person that and it's okay to be the kind of person i am where i'm like it doesn't mean you're back in my life it doesn't mean we have a relationship it doesn't mean any of that shit but it might mean that you know if i can give you closure as well because you do wake up and feel bad about it now right i'm willing to give that but that's the kind of person i am a lot of people are um are not gonna be able to or they might fall into the same habits and all like there's a bunch of other shit that could possibly happen and of course it depends on the nature of the relationship and stuff but you know i am a person that like i'll move on and if one day you come up later like yo i actually realized i was wrong in that situation all right cool we straight like i don't want you to feel my goal is not to be like no fuck you niggas coming all back like to me i haven't healed until that's gone correct like and and there's been situations where you know you think you healed and you haven't because that anger and all that shit is right beneath the surface yes it is and it's right but i think true healing is when i can look you in your face and be like i'm not even fucking mad at you dog Mm -hmm. like i like i might feel a bunch of other ways but the rage and shit is gone you know um because i still feel like i'm giving too much power to you when i do that you know and i and that's that's the thing i'm trying to move away from is to be like nah let like this is my energy in this circle you know that i own this you don't get to come in here and fuck it up and i control this so um anyway 41 percent of y'all say yes y'all uh find it hard to forgive people i appreciate the honesty there Mm because i think a lot of people find it hard to forgive people oh yeah um, and it's a process i know when people think about it people think you're just supposed to forgive people no 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 some of this shit took years for me yeah. to get there and i think it's also one of the things i think people don't talk about but it's like a muscle mm-hmm. it's like an exercise you get better at it the more you do it agree you know but you have to find healthy ways to do it i don't just mean like this nigga slapped me in the face forgiven like nah mm-hmm. i mean you have to find healthy ways to do it but the more you practice it i feel like the better people get at it uh not if they apologize that's 30 about 31 percent of y'all um i also can agree with that i think um yeah people apologize to me i mean it's funny like you don't have to do a big performance (laughs) like like i said man i had a a, a kid that i played ball with me this week man and i was like man it's good we after that we was talking about just regular shit that we always be talking about because it's like yo i'm not gonna try to make you feel bad you fucked up you probably felt bad immediately or not soon after it, this shit happened three four days ago and if it bothered you enough that as soon as you saw me you wanted to come over and hug me and say i'm sorry i know it was on your heart and you ain't got to explain to me how fucked up it was or how bad it made you i don't like i don't get off on that like i'm just glad we could be cool again and let's move the fuck on and i think that's the other difference um especially before the internet and everything was on record i mean that used to just be my life you know i have friends my friends make mistakes sometimes i make mistakes sometimes it used to not be the a big fucking ordeal and the end of the goddamn world and just burn the whole fucking relationship you like the fuck is this yeah i wonder if that's an internet thing because we now can keep track of shit with screenshots and old links and shit forever but it feels like it didn't used to always be this way like it used to be like yeah you fucked up but in the course of a relationship between two people of any type there will be fuck-ups no one's perfect so i don't know at least that's the the relationships i cultivated were not ones of like 
I rule with an iron fist. You fucked up. Get out of here. You know, but it feels like it's more that way now. Yeah, and also, like I said, I don't know if it's an old black thing. I've realized, particularly with the internet age uh, people, some of them, y'all not real friends because sometimes things True. happen and I'm like, True. If somebody actually cared and had a relationship with you, they would not put this bullshit online. Like I, yes. I'm used to having people that are friends in my life, and we can have personal conversations and yes. laugh and joke about shit, and it stays fucking right there. Yeah. There's no tape recorder, there's no camera, there's no phone. You're not taking it and posting that shit online, laughing, trying to fucking embarrass me because you think the shit is fucking funny. Or like I have a problem. The first place I'm gonna run to is my social media to talk about it rather than with you rather than talk like, to me to me that's more about the example that y'all weren't friends like especially now it's so easy to be quote-unquote friends right a, a follower friend all these words that don't mean what they mean you know um but on social media you know it's, oh you, that's your friend my facebook friend not really cause i don't know you i don't know you you're still a stranger to me you know one thing can happen and you're ready to throw me in the trash like that's not a friend and that, yeah so, i'm quote unquote canceled next time right but i think it has changed things i just hadn't even thought about this but it's changed a lot because you're right we start calling people friends and shit that aren't friends it's we took a couple selfies together uh we you know posted this on instagram or some shit we uh tweet or facebook back and forth or whatever but if i'm a friend the first time one of us makes a mistake it's not everybody's business so that for if that's my technique if that's my tactic we're not actually friends no we're not and you know and the thing is even friends like real life friends that i've met online it took years to get to the point that i called them a friend people that you are calling a friend y'all took years y'all didn't learn each other overnight it took years and decades of trusting and going through shit and leaning and depending on each other and shit like that before you called them a friend but like you say friend is something that people just throw around casually Mm. and a lot of times to be told people are snakes with that word friend and they'll say that just to get close to you because you have something that they want or that they right. desire from you uh or gossip whatever it is they yeah. just want something and so once they realize that oh y'all not friends that's when people turn and they start doing this shit because y'all were never friends yeah i'll be seeing people f- flip out on each other online i'm like weren't they friends and then i have to go back and be like probably not if they if i know you got a problem probably not probably because that's not how friendship that's not how friends handle shit nope you know um anyway uh no not even if they apologize so if they don't apologize i'm sorry no not even if they don't apologize i don't have a hard time forgiving them all right lenny says uh if someone wants to get it get into tony morrison i highly recommend the recent documentary tony morrison the pieces i am uh it's tonymorrisonfilm.com it has been playing in theaters but it's an american masters film so it will be coming to pbs soon society has a tendency to assign famous people one role or one personality especially after they pass the doc was a good illustration that she was more than a writer and if you don't want to get into tony morrison that's okay too there's so much content out here people should do what feels comfortable for them thanks lenny agree thank you baby shout out to our listeners though mm-hmm. fuck with y'all yeah we got a lot of smart people out there mm-hmm. um the last episode of the week was uh we got <laughs> <laughs> we got five comments on this uh we scroll down and read these bad boys um moving a little slow website okay there we go jared says dearest morrows 
glad y'all brought up the criticism of a black lady sketch show episode one regardless of whether someone related to it or not it was funny as hell yes it was that's undeniable i cry laughed and snort laughed throughout the whole episode and sure the short sure as hell isn't for me yeah that's another thing that's weird too i guess in this uh, being a black man who enjoys like tries to enjoy like a lot of content from just the the world not everything is gonna be for me or quote-unquote relatable to me in in a a direct way because i'm watching stuff that isn't my experience i'm watching pose and enjoying the fuck out of it am i am i supposed to be tweeting how i don't relate to the characters because i you know what i mean like that that seems like such a weird takedown and then to be in the demographic and say you don't relate to it is such a like i know it's a dog whistle to like these are not the real kind of blacks you know that's what it's for is to do that and i've seen them do it with like Issa ray and donald glover and all this shit until and this so this is the most ironic part though and this is what's so funny about these niggas until white people like it mm-hmm. y'all ever noticed that donald glover's a coon donald glover's a sellout donald glover gay donald glover all this other shit he can't rap he's corny then white people give him a couple of awards and now niggas love donald glover i was there for that i remember i got mocked that was a big deal Mm -hmm. like what our podcast was i like donald glover uh rapping before other people did and it was like you know all this you know it was i'm not gonna rehash the whole thing because i'm cool with these people now but it was like a big fucking thing they no one could believe that anyone just happened to like the dude it had to be some type of conspiracy now he's one of the biggest stars on the planet that that critique is sounds silly now to be like what so people were forced to like donald no they just some people just liked it and i like i was one of those people that just liked i liked him rapping i liked uh uh community and stuff like that and he just turned out to be a, a this mega star or whatever i didn't know he's gonna do all that but Mm-mm. i was a fan and mm-hmm. and i'm not some coon ass nigga and i don't hate black women and mm-hmm. i don't uh you know like i'm not one of those people and so so it didn't fit to a lot of people but i liked them and now look at it he now when, when motherfucking atlanta wins uh, i emmy everyone black celebrates that shit everybody yeah they did deserve it yeah atlanta you know he's getting up there bringing up bad and bougie and now the, the song is number one on itunes the next morning like yeah man if we stop trying to kick everybody out of blackness or stop being so okay. distrusting of black people who are getting on then i think it'll be a lot healthier and this is like at least let the motherfucker do something that's really blatant before you just start like casting them out of the motherfucking race dog uh-uh like those women that do that show haven't done anything bad to anyone so i don't know why the assumption is that like what the next episode is gonna be a secret republican plot the next episode like, oh yeah episode two is when they came out and was like hey we actually uh make america great again it was, it was a pro donald trump episode like get the fuck out of here so and and oh it's for white people there hasn't been a fucking white person on the show yet it's two episodes in i was like i i don't think i've seen a white person i was like like i was thinking about it, I was like i don't know how much more for us it gets and for us i mean for black women not even for us as black right, men like right. but it's not it's, it's just not a show that's concerned with and i'm not saying that means black men can't watch i'm saying it just doesn't seem to be a show that's concerned with the white people that y'all claim is concerned about when you hate it so <sighs> anyway 
this whole a show a movie has to be for me to be funny good mentality has gotten old and tired well how you gonna make a think piece if you're not uh hmm? how you gonna get that hot fire tweet off if you're not trying to make everything a slight go get it i had to follow somebody this morning because they did that shit i'm like everything can't be for you about you not for you but everything can't be about you you know i think it was now you know i'm not gonna go into details Mm -hmm. anyway y'all really been on a roll this week i've been really impressed listening to discuss serious topics like financial aid and welfare while occasionally finding humor in these past weeks this has been especially cathartic for me personally thank you so much for this cue the great work jaris thanks jaris thank you we try we try um although next week i'm planning on talking about something that's probably gonna um some of y'all not gonna be able to handle um i'll probably i'll wait for an episode where it's just me and karen but i will be defending taylor swift at some point this week because i think the hate's gone too far and just be prepared okay might want to skip that episode i know how some of y'all are with her but it, it's gone too far y'all 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 getting kind of crazy uh jenica says i'm screaming at this wedding story oh my god i'm horrified why was she still drinking laxative shakes that close to the wedding i have so many other questions i can never shout out to her groom uh he must have really loved her i hope the marriage lasts i mean if you made it through that night you think y'all uh what it, do, you, do you have to have sex on the honeymoon after that because mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i i don't know how you make that work mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say you have to have sex on the wedding night do you uh, <laughs> that's what a lot of people say. I am disgusted. <laughs> Janica says, "Wait, they're redoing 90210 again. They already revived it back when it, I was in high school in 2008. I remember when Mac Mac, Mac Wiles was on it. Hey, has the show ever been rebooted twice? Wow. Oh yeah, I guess uh, maybe Scooby Doo. I, I don't know. Probably." felix says oh boy i hope nate parker learned something while he was away hate to not support black creators but the way he handled himself during birth of the nature press stuff was disappointing yeah low-key it was no right way he could have handled that shit it was just a wrap i don't know like and then well i there was no right way he could have handled it that would have saved as much as i'm sure people would have liked to see the momentum for the movie like Mm -hmm. like the people that wanted that movie to succeed they would have liked to see him i don't know galvanize the momentum turn into something positive there was no way to do that mm-hmm. he basically was mitigating his losses and i think the worst thing he did was when he basically broke character and let everybody know he really wasn't that serious about the shit he was saying because he tried to be like i'm gonna go on tours and i'm gonna talk about consent and blah 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 and then the close the more questions he got the more he was basically like okay i'm sick of this shit fuck y'all i'm not doing any of that and that, that that was it that was it but i just think it's interesting because he's back nobody gets canceled so nobody and what's what's even worse is the plot to that new movie actually sound kind of dope but i can't picture him doing no press about it Mm-mm. you're gonna have to send them other actors out there to do all the press and then they're mm-hmm. gonna get asked what's it like working with nate barker you know they are jesus trey says hey rod and karen thanks for bringing up people's weird reactions to a black lady sketch show i'm like what show are y'all watching the show is hilarious historical and original i absolutely loved it oh the uh of the course the internet being the internet of course the the internet 
being the internet people had to project their own personal shit on the critique in the show yeah now of course it's totally fine if the show just wasn't someone's particular cup of tea but a good amount not all of the criticism kind of comes off like some black folks trying to judge another black person's blackness which is never going to end well for anyone yeah um you know what i think is interesting because uh i watched episode two last night um it like sketch shows it's kind of like people are treating this almost like ken pill got treated right where and that was like resentment that Chappelle show wasn't on anymore and all this other shit but when you go back and watch the shows like now because it's on hulu um i mean i always loved it and i was upfront about that i love sketch comedy anyway but when uh you go back and watch it without that lens without that like that dave Chappelle shadow over it it's like yo this shit was actually funny and people weren't people were like calling them coons and clowns and this shit wasn't even like coonery like that like they they are both half black so you know or or as i like to call them black uh but they were yeah so like to me i never was offended by characters they did because they black too like right like you gonna tell me if i do a, a sketch show i can't play a slave nigga i'm black i can't so uh anyway so i thought that shit was funny and but like all sketch shows they're all hit or miss some sketches are gonna catch you some aren't right some you're gonna be like oh i like this bit for two minutes i didn't like this bit for five i like you know like it's hard it's jazz you're trying to figure out this rhythm or whatever but if i watch a sketch show and i'm like i like say three out of the five sketches that's a good night yes that is you know but i think now with twitter like the expectation is like five out of five this shit ain't five out of five i ain't laughing falling on the ground at every sketch every joke every line this was trash you know Uh, and plus it's hard to um live tweet a sketch show and they have so many jokes per minute on on that show that hard to keep up i know i can't live tweet it like i will like a line i'll be like oh that shit was funny but i gotta pay attention yeah because there's another line behind it did you possibly miss and it's kind of a smart show so you're trying to figure out some of the sketches you know as opposed to as opposed to just being like oh the whole sketch is that they talk funny it's like no there's an extra level to this anyway uh hopefully with some perspective and time and as people get used to it the audience that likes it will stay and have a good time and the audience that don't will find some other shit to complain about correct uh shouldn't we all just reserve judgment on one another's blackness for shitty ass black republicans come on anyways thanks again Ryan and Karen for this uh-huh. gr- long and great episode Trey Swindu thanks Trey thank you and the poll was are you in favor of a bill limiting social media apps tactics like infinite scrolling and uh making the font on the accept cookies different than the one say no uh 94% said yes and six about six percent six and a half percent said nah they they are not in favor of that bill very diverse poll results this week mm-hmm. i'm in favor for it they've done studies and the studies is the shit to keep us on there so yes yeah um all right so we have some voicemails this one um i tried to play earlier and i don't think it was my machine i think it was the call it just sounded like it was crinkled up um is the best way i could put it uh the number is 704 uh 5570186 leave voicemails they gotta be two minutes or less I will try to play the ones that are legible. Oh, right. Okay, that's fine. So if you can't, yeah, if, if we can't familiar. understand it, I'm sorry. But this is what what I heard earlier. Yeah, so yeah, so it's not the it's, yeah it's 
it's not us it's uh whatever was going on with this i and i don't know yeah i don't know what happened i'm sorry baby you left that voicemail we, i'm so we sorry can't hear it sweetie i think it was something about a candidate called michael bennett or something and they were better than they like we may have made jokes or been dismissive of them. i don't remember what we said about michael bennett because there's 22 candidates so uh yeah sorry about your man and good luck to your man Mm -hmm. Uh, might be a nice guy for all i know uh but then we got some i think Tatanya called us um i will try to play this one you know i like to take his time on skype so let's just all pray uh 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line and she left three of them okay so i'm assuming she cut off two of them and then left a third uh, i got a lot to say you know how it is guys um uh, yeah you gotta come with a game plan or you're gonna be leaving a whole bunch of messages or, or skype's gonna take forever to play them so you also got that side of it i'm surprised nobody came with a good alternative to skype yet um i think some people do i i don't know at this point it would take so long to start everything over <laughs> <laughs> just like because we need some this is needs some ridiculous. help it was doing fine too they did uh, guess what it did y'all a update uh which is uh which is just what far from the course an update yeah log in click on it three minutes later oh we got another update you know what i'm gonna do for podcast listeners that aren't listening live i'm just gonna pause it right watch it now. all right now through the miracle of the internet uh we have Ladies unpaused it um, I'm calling um, to say hey, and also, hey Karen, um, congratulations on your new job. Thank I'm you. So you got a new job, and I hope you're loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks so much for your recap of the Mary concert. It was awesome. I definitely listened to that episode twice. Um, so a couple of things. I am a little a little late about this, but I want to talk about or just like mention um, 1929. We talked about 3ABN. Um, yes, 3ABN is a Seven Day Adventist like fundamentalist um uh channel um and also like i know in last feedback episode you said that um rob mentioned that um Adventist is a cult and it's not a cult it is a christian denomination the biggest things about it um it was found in 1863 in the u.s um and it is a worldwide denomination it definitely practices the seventh day sabbath as a saturday and it's known for like a vegetarianism and it is known as, as being a bit strict um but there are famous seven-day adventists um notably um devon franklin um prince was raised a seven-day adventist but he left um kurt franklin as well used to be part of seven-day adventist faith prince was brian ignite and of course we know um ben carson is a bad example we don't like <laughs> we don't really claim him and most adventist circles or like the more liberal adventist circles um um and as well i want to say that the adventist community actually is um well some of it is pretty um accepting in my congregation they actually held baby showers for women who had um children out of wedlock so i'm sorry to hear about the other caller who had a very negative experience in her congregation okay all right that was the first one uh let me see if i can play the next one i wonder if this is going to take forever to load guess we'll find out together uh but yeah i I don't remember calling them a cult but uh yeah i may have i'm not very um 
I don't hold a lot of religions in high regard. Hey, so. that again, Tanya again. I was trying to not get cut off um, at the two-minute mark, um, so I called back. Um, and, yeah, so I just wanted to say about the event of faith um, as well, that um, there, I guess, I guess there are fundamentalists, but there are, um, as well with any within any religion, there are people who are more liberal. Um, and I guess I would also say, like, uh, just a testimony, or I didn't say testimony, but just, um, I guess, uh, but I guess just go testimony with, let me go with that word. Um, when I studied abroad in Germany and in Spain, I looked out for, um, I, I searched on, because there's a website, um, and you can see the different churches in your area or worldwide. And so I reached out to, um, for community, because community is a very big thing within the Adventist faith. Um, and while I'm not the strictest of Seventh-day Adventists, I still, like, when I went to Germany and when I went to Spain, I looked for a congregation, and they definitely, like, looked out for me and welcomed me um, into a new culture. Um, so it is just comforting to have that when you go somewhere else. Um, and also, uh, in reaction to 1935, when you talked about Stuttgart, um, I did want to say that the, if you were interested in the pronunciation, is Stuttgart in German. I study German. Um, and then, yes, about the Jonas Boys, they do go by the Jonas Brothers. Yes, I do like pop music. And so, yes, it's the Jonas Brothers. Um, love you guys so much. And just want to thank you again for your service. And we'll be able to see you guys this week. Love you. Uh, thank you. And then she left one more after okay. that. Um, so then, we'll, then, uh, we'll, we'll, then we'll leave, com- we'll give commentary after that. Um, but hey, Rod and again. I know the third one. I was trying to, I got scared the first one. Okay, we're nervous. Anyways, so I just realized one more funny connection, I think. Um, since Seventh day Adventism started in the U.S., um, I thought my mom actually is from St. Lucia and she remembers, um, little Richie coming to St. Lucia and like going around her village, um, to spread the gospel. Um, so I just thought that was a funny tidbit. And then, as well, to say that um, I think that Little Richie is probably thinking probably way more in the doctrine of the church rather than, like, developing a relationship with, with God. Because, like, with the example of Devon Franklin, he was raised Adventist, and he is um, still in Hollywood, and he still observes the Sabbath. I mean, and he has gone on, like, Joel Austin's programs. He's gone on Oprah. So, like, he hasn't let, like, his um, his experience with the Adventist church, like, stop him from... Um, from like living his truth and like and having success in Hollywood, where I think like maybe um, Little Richie is probably just really was really indoctrinated with the doctrine of the church and probably just got really probably just feel guilty for like not living up to the doctrine rather than having a true relationship. So I'm gonna say as well, I probably shouldn't. This, I hope this doesn't sound judgmental. Like I'm judging his probably does, but I I'm not intending for this to become like a judgmental thing on his relationship with God because like I'm on the outside we don't know what he's going through um, but I really do think it's sad that he's going on like through EBN and feeling like he can't live his authentic self um, again love you guys and I'm getting my money right so that I can donate to you guys love you all looking forward to hearing your shows this week alright cool uh, thanks to Tanya um, thank you I'm actually going to pause here because we're right at the break now and we need to go to the next segment alright we're back um so there was a lot of stuff that got covered in there um like i said i may have been dismissive and said it was a cult or something um that just mean i ain't heard of it 
uh i pretty much think all religions are cults some are just much more popular than others so um welcome into my brain uh <laughs> and um is little richard not little richie because i saw everybody in chat room being like it's like no um and i don't really care what people's religions are as long as they're not hurting anybody yep um that little richard interview made me sad because i was like i think i know it's his own relationship with god but i think him using a public platform to say that shit really hurts a lot of other kids that may be dealing with their own um like sexual orientation and then you have this prominent figure who's been outwardly gay and proud sometimes and in the closet and shame sometimes and here he is kind of like you know (sighs) acting like it's wrong and i think that's bad you know but obviously i am empathetic and understanding that's why it made me more sad than it made me like i'm not angry at him but i'm sad that that's an example some kid is gonna see so uh karen did you have anything to add Mm-mm. all right uh <laughs> all right we got one more voicemail to get to and then we'll be done uh with the voicemails um let's see okay so this is from yesterday all right we'll let that load in the background but yeah we appreciate the calls though the time um and uh whatnot hey Rod and karen this is um i'm trying off of twitter i was uh, listening to y'all's episode and y'all are talking about the um, older generation and it keeps the thought keeps on coming in my mind about um, like my grandmother and my grandmother is 77 and I keep thinking about the things that she's gone through and how the younger generation just act like n- they never went through anything mm-hmm. and I was listening to y'all's um, Joe Biden conversation about why do they um, like him so much and things like that and it's fascinating to me about how quickly people have forgot stuff of like the older generation going through stuff my grandmother and she's 77 had went through desegregation she was a school teacher and she went through people calling her the n-word to a face all kind of horrible stuff as a teacher and we got people that hardly haven't gone through anything and they're just like man forget the stuff that's gone in the past forget the people that have gone through the actual like hardships and it's just amazing to me and I get baffled every time it happens and I just wanted to give y'all a shout out because I love listening to y'all and I appreciate y'all so much because I love y'all's insight because I agree with the, with a majority of the things that y'all say and just keep on doing what y'all doing and just I love the um, episode with you and Bossy as well as the interview mm-hmm. that you did uh-huh. with um, the medium talk with the um, uh, I forgot his name anyway um, <laughs> the musician and, oh okay uh, keep on doing what you're doing. love y'all bye oh uh, thank you thank you uh that was a great voicemail um yeah and the thing that's interesting man i, I notice this all the time when uh especially when voting comes up people black people at least online and maybe it's everywhere but black people online throw away two groups of black voters all the time the older black voters and the southern black voters yes they do and that shit it, that is a thing that gets to me and I, it does make me upset but um I, like i i think there's a wisdom to the fact that older black people have seen so much mm-hmm. and 
they have a perspective that is not blind idealism Mm -mm. and people that's very inconvenient when it comes to politics Mm -hmm. and politicians sort of prey on the idealism of people and while you know you hope to galvanize you want some idealism you want some youthful exuberance you want all that shit right that that helps campaigns it it's it's you're, you're, the best people on the ground are these young normally these young people that are just yeah i've never seen anything bad they before let's go energy, right you know and i get it you know they, they they're the ones more likely to carry your, your banner and and all this shit i totally do understand that but but one of the reasons i think like older black people aren't like afraid of biden or hillary clinton is because they were around to see the context of their actions at the time correct and they weren't super villains who just you know turned like suddenly turned on the black community for yeah, no reason right. you fucked up so fuck you forever and so it's very inconvenient to bring that up now you know it's easier to it's easier to just kind of be like yeah they did this out of nowhere we don't know why they just turned fucking evil one day everybody you know they was bill clinton the first black president and then they crashed the crime bill because he hates secretly he wanted to put us in prison the whole time like that's an easier narrative than the one of you know uh from the time of reagan there was crack cocaine pushed into our neighborhoods that then uh devalued and um and 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 criminalized our environment so now you end up with uh you know black people uh having more violence in their neighborhoods over policing uh and you're already dealing with a racialized country in the first place that doesn't see our lives as 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 independent or whatever um and then once you deal with that guess what the people in the neighborhood want they want to be separated from the people who are on drugs selling drugs and doing crime now that's a very inconvenient thing to do because guess what color those people are black they didn't come from outside the neighborhood and do that now the cocaine may have came from outside the neighborhood right you know but we're victims of it we're looking for solutions and now our solution is like get these people out of here get them in the jail get them in the rehab something but i can't let my kid walk past crack pipes on the way i can't let my kid drop out of school start selling drugs and join a gang and so now you have this paranoia and this fear and this is an environment in the world where the united states has always had propaganda against black people constantly Mm -hmm. so people are so much more willing to believe the worst of our own people you know not just white people our own people willing to believe the worst and we're like yo we have to get these people out of here and this drug is much more addictive than anything else we have fucked with ever so so and it's causing like you know all kinds of criminality and shit and so it's like okay we need to get this out of the neighborhoods we need to get this and the only place that's really being pumped is to us you know so then you end up with um politicians being asked by black people to lock these people up that they don't like people don't like this type of nuance this type of detail or context because it's much easier to say they passed the crime bill it's much easier to say Mm -hmm. that it's much easier to be he wrote the crime bill you voted for the crime bill but older black people remember because they lived through the shit they remember asking for them to do something they remember thinking this was a good solution too 
there wasn't a lot of detraction at the time that's revisionist history that black people didn't want this that it, that's just a lie come on now. i'm glad i'm old enough to remember it and i'm not even that fucking old but i'm glad enough i'm old enough mm-hmm. to remember it yeah so that it's sober for me where i can be like yeah i don't regard this in the same level of uh contempt that people do i feel like we asked for something and they gave it to us and then we went that's not really what we wanted which mm-hmm. is totally fine mm-hmm. which is totally fine we're not wrong for that either we thought we were getting one solution ta-da america racism is always up the fucking the sleeve of the magician on this joint and pop, it popped out it popped out the hat on us like oh racism y'all guess what we just throwing y'all in prison and monetizing yeah, shit nah we ain't we don't give a fuck about that yeah so i i don't know man it was it was a, a weird time to live through us mass paranoia obviously all types of vilification um you know i also like i love the central park five uh or the the exonerated five um series and stuff but i really wish they could have even gone into more than that like how people were vilifying black youth with the crack epidemic and drugs and shit and crime to like so that america was willing to believe that that these innocent people right these who had not even had sex yet weren't even like a, a, a able to have sex at that age most of them they believed that they could do that because that's the world it happened in it happened in the crack world it happened in the crime world it happened in the black people are savages world but anyway all that stuff to say i wouldn't be surprised if that's why black people support these politicians that like a hillary clinton and like a joe biden because they just remember it they're not they're not, they're not you can't take it and put in 140 characters Mm-mm so it's not gonna sell well on twitter and there's no right answer they can give but much like you know the iraq war and shit like that people supported it at the time because everybody was supporting it and there were reasons to support it that weren't just i hate this person or i do that yes it turned out to be wrong but the conventional wisdom of the time was wrong not like it's not a vacuum that they were in all right um all right we got some emails i oh, got a lot actually all right let me try to go through these uh adrian says hi rod and karen your spoiled movie review of a quiet place uh you made your spoiled movie review feed public several months ago i've been listening and re-listening from the short time i was a premium list member i'm still four months behind that uploads and about a year behind on movies i was going to wait until i got caught up to write you this fan letter i'm absolutely adoring your reviews some movies i never got around to seeing and i queued them up others i know to skip because of your reviews the reason i'm writing before i get caught up is because of your review a of a quiet place now this is one that uh me and reagan gomez did it's one mm-hmm. of my one of my favorite yes, that's um, brilliant yeah when you first talked about it in the trailer you said you weren't going to see it i was disappointed uh because i really wanted to hear your review then it came up in the feed and i was thrilled yeah man them, them uh reviews and early reviews i saw from it i was like oh it just actually seems like it's good your review with reagan gomez was the absolute best i think it's my favorite review so far i thought it was great that you all pointed out none of the characters had names but you called the dad jim the entire interview <laughs> yeah from the office i love this movie i almost wish i'd seen it in theaters except i heard how awful it was to be quiet for the quiet to be in a theater full of people my parents saw this a 70 something year old white couple and linked and liked it so much they gave both me and my sister or my sister and i who are adults in our 40s with families dvds i enjoyed reagan had some inside knowledge to share with the movie 
uh after listening to your review so many months after i seen the quiet place i put it on when i got home to rewatch the movie the review particularly stuck stuck out to me but you had so many excellent reviews i'm looking forward to listening to 64 reviews haven't heard them yet and all the future reviews keep up the wonderful work thank you thank you baby you know uh we appreciate it adrian and i'm glad you enjoyed i love when people write in about the spinoff shows and stuff Mm because you know it's a little different with those shows we don't necessarily get five star views and stuff Mm -mm. as much miss marty can says sir and madam i'm binging on the blackout tips i've had house guests and i like to listen on my own or with my sister but everyone else they want to talk over the podcast or in this case it was my friend's mother and i'm simply not comfortable with my level of cursing or anything like that with a 70 year old mother who never even says hell i'm southern what can i say but i did tell her about it but she doesn't know how to listen to podcasts so um yeah anyway i'm only writing to say i stand i'm glad that karen got a new gig woo child you are out here inspiring us i love 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 how rod shows karen love anyway love y'all and have a good one mimi thanks mimi thank you baby and uh yeah gotta show gotta reciprocate man gotta show love to each other mm-hmm. if you're not your own if you're not your your spouse's biggest cheerleader i just don't know what the fucking point is man come on uh pom-poms and everything rah 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 erica says hey rod you can save for the feedback show i heard you talking about several comedy specials later i mean lately and you want and was wondering if you checked out joe 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 coy's two specials on netflix i have not uh both were absolutely hilarious i remember him from chelsea lately but didn't realize he'd been around so long he also has a podcast take care as always love and appreciate y'all i will put him on the list thank you put him on the list uh marakia uh akia says um japanese play place hey Roddy karen after listening to your episode forgiveness i noticed you kept saying that this wouldn't be in america yeah we was talking about that japanese playground where it was all dangerous and shit mm-hmm. well people in berkeley california hate their kids i guess we call ours adventure playground i remember going as a kid with my school to learn how to build houses install appliances and how to swing a good old hammer in order to use tools you had to pick up five rusty nails on the ground again they hate kids and there was also a zip line that was also made in house i left the link below keep up the good work proving the wokes wrong and spreading the good word kia that's crazy what wow this the same place where everybody meets us is coming back because don't nobody want to vaccinate their fucking that's crazy children wow uh francisca writes in uh hello hi rod and karen i just listened to your forgiveness episode in the segment on the japanese parks had me t- in tears two years ago i was in tokyo and i saw a guy clearing in the stones of a wall with no harness or anything all he had was a hard hat which would have been worthless considering it was a 30 feet it was 30 feet from the ground yeah what's the hard hat gonna do at least my brain didn't splatter all over the place it's just in this brain soup in this bowl when i heard your segment i was like the japanese must get trained from childhood to have no fear love your podcast francisco what is the insurance like over there what the fuck is that it's either great or non-existent because that's crazy non-existent no no hello from mississippi this is from uh doc hi rod and karen i have tried leaving this on itunes but it's been three weeks and that five star review is i dropped isn't showing up so i'll Uh-oh. keep leaving them till something goes through i just wanted to let you know that y'all are the best and i started following rod on twitter i don't remember how and eventually found my way over to the podcast um uh karen i know you're gonna say make sure it has no cussing in it yes mm-hmm. no cussing you can't say the word vagina i don't know what other words they got blocked on yeah. itunes 
but it's certain things it's like no i feel like it's kind of hard to put why this podcast means a lot to me in a few words so i'm gonna i'm sending this email to share a bit of my story i spent the past two years in utah completing my postdoc before then i was doing my schooling in atlanta i was prepared to be the only black person in the area i pretty much was uh i was in the dixie area of utah which is in the south part of utah yeah you read that right dixie i mean i guess they want to let you know huh you know where you at boy. i know i know that shit got settled by some motherfucking confederates that lost and mm-hmm. went out west i know that's how that shit happened we don't want that guessing at all <clears throat> yeah we uh sell it we now in uh the new dixie utah okay but like, we know where they the mason dixie line we don't give a damn <laughs> they the early uh they the early mormon settlers named it that way because they took some confederate role playing too far oh wow i was right dracarys and many residents still hold on to the confederate heritage which was never theirs dracarys mm-hmm, mm-hmm yep right but that shit on the down south that 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 shit on the down that fuck y'all yep i went to a church out there one of the few mormon churches and in the service the pastor prayed for the restoration of jim crow whoa Dracarys in the pew <laughs> i put my head back up and looked around and tried to make sure that i heard that right everyone else is still diligently praying and i'm blocked in the pew so i can't get out once once service is over i'm trying to get out of there and a guy introduces himself to me his name is jim crow and he tells me that he thinks the prayer request was for him 50 out of 100 oh okay okay oh oh yeah okay whoo yeah, all right all right, all right. <laughs> now hold up now hold up <laughs> hold up hold up that's not as bad that <laughs> that might be okay that actually might like his name being jim crow is fucked up <laughs> yeah it was who named him but if they was like praying for his restoration because like this nigga was sick or something like oh, that's different yeah but i mean still it catches you off guard i give it a 25 if jim crow is on the sick and shut in list i, I don't feel as but nearly as triggered but i do wish we had a warning right was it at least in the um the what is the thing they hand out the pamphlet they give you at the, the program was yes, it in the, the program? program uh i tell him that i hope he feels better soon since they're praying for his health in the middle of the service and he tells me that he's not sick he doesn't know why they're praying for him Dracars. oh <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> it went back up back to, to 100 back to races it went back up to 100 and there were also people who wore confederate flag shirts when i came so i got out of there and never came back yeah yeah that's why i don't do churches uh however my two years in utah are up the work was really good but i need to get out of there i just moved to mississippi to start a job at university here i get my first paycheck in september so i'll put my bit on the plate soon hey thank you baby i love being around other black people and feeling like i live in community again but i've gotten hooked on the podcast and i look forward to listening to episodes wherever whenever i can i hope for the best for both of you always peace doc thank you thank you baby um damn that jim crow damn that that story took a twist right i don't know what they got to do with our podcast but i was triggered uh it's been a while terry says hi rod and karen i'm not sure if y'all remember me but i've been meaning to write for a while still subscribe tuning in throughout the week like i've done in the past i'm asking for a status update years ago karen said when we get enough revenue comes in from your business to cover both incomes she'll twerk on the desk and say i quote nigga i'm out how close how close to twerking action are you it warms my heart it warms my heart to see both of you doing what you do together and for so long black love here's the continued success you've been around a long time then baby ain't you yeah um you know what i don't think there's any way to tell you how close it is without putting our personal business out there but 
can i just say like if karen would not have gotten this job we would have been straight we would have just had to cut back so we're that close like if something happened with karen's job and it was like well we just both do the podcast now we're close enough like we paid off debt diligently both our cars are paid for both our student loans are paid off Mm -hmm. almost all our credit cards are paid off except one big credit card we've been taking care of business being that that's that's being an adult because i think the debt part of it it, to me is more important than the um income part of it yes it is like what's coming out the house because but uh keeps you trapped right so we could we could technically do it now but it would be um we had to cut back i know that much <laughs> like mm-hmm. like it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be the same you know what i'm saying it'd be a lot more ramen noodles for a while but you know we could do it but uh so I we're like. we're making progress on it for real and we really i mean you know depending on how things work out man it could be really soon um but i also the other thing too man I, I, this is a huge problem for us was uh i cannot believe you motherfuckers let trump get in office dog like i don't trust this nigga with my health care you know like obamacare cool when obama's in office moving towards single payer with with hillary clinton coming in after him i felt way more like okay look make this whatever fight. happens we we at least got our health care taken care of mm-hmm. man this shit now it's like if you don't have a job dog your health care they you don't know what this administration gonna do Mm-mm. like they fucking furloughed people anyway so i think we could do it if we had to but right now we're uh you know we're close but we're just stacking right now so mm-hmm. taking care of business being being adults and sometimes being adult sucks but that's the part of being yeah. an adult like i seen that cobra bill i'm like i was like oh no nigga how are we supposed to do this i'm um, like cobra what are you trying to do bite me fuck you cobra yeah so i noticed something a few months ago about your podcast so we call it niggas coons now my nigga when did that start i remember a time when coonery would be start staring you right in the face whitlock steven a and you say i don't want to call him a coon what changed good on you though coons deserve to be exposed and shame um i man to be honest dog my coon reserves just got too high <laughs> like doing this show i just keep bumping into just niggas doing coon shit and what the fuck am i supposed to do not a lot of your face you hear me you hear i'm exasperated you hear this coon shit that we be playing where we're like this nigga said what um but then also man um I, shit if you go back far enough i remember the first episode of the show we said we weren't gonna be talking about politics too much yeah people change and grow so we just yeah we just change and getting better at it um, yeah can y'all believe it the shows used to be 30 minutes yeah and then uh, and then the other part of it is this coon is funny mm-hmm. at least the way i grew up i didn't realize all these people was like you can't say that until twitter and the internet happened i don't, I don't give a fuck i didn't grow up with you yeah, you don't know I, how i use it yeah i didn't grow up with your rules and everybody that say you can't say it normally a coon i'm not i'm not saying 100 percent ratio but 99 percent of the people that's like super offended by that shit normally up the coon shit and the ones that pretend that say they offended by it but then like they not a coon almost every single time i catch them laughing at my coon jokes because they be like it's true <laughs> it's the truth oh they think they slit their favorite it it's the truth I, I i mean i'm just one of them black people though like i'm there's black people that are like 
don't call me the n-word i don't say the n-word da, da, da. they hang out with me for like a week and then it's like nigga did you see what so-and-so did i'm like exactly because it's out of love it's different it's right. different and you different. know it if you really black it deep down inside you know the fucking difference now I, mean, I can't help if you was you know raised around a whole lot of white people or you socially was socialized out of that type of environment but you know but for niggas that for people that grew up like with that love behind it is not the taboo word that people think it is Mm-mm. you know so anyway um some niggas is cones that's what happened uh i'm i'm not sure if you still look at guess the race submit take oh uh, look at guess the race submit. so i saw this article and um thought about the show oh florida yeah i saved that so thanks terry um appreciate terry in florida let's see we got two more brooklyn shoebag says dear ron and karen i really appreciate your conversation that you had about reading as a youth services librarian i can tell you how hard it is and intimidating to become a reader in quotes as soon as children start pre-kindergarten they are pressured to be good readers and or else they're going to fail at life right parents will come in with newborns and ask us how to teach their child to read they feel like it's a newborn they feel like bad parents if they're not reading to their child fresh out the womb parents and adults also uh, shit on what constitutes a real book if the books are not from the classics english literature uh canon everything else is trash right so they don't do comic books and 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 shit like that and picture books because they don't but the thing is reading is reading and for a lot of children pictures and words actually get children into reading and they will branch off into other shit but a lot of parents turn their fucking noses up to that and just assume that that's not quote-unquote reading but it is reading yeah also uh this is probably controversial to say but we on a black show and it's ours so we can say it i don't even really understand why certain white shit gets to be the only classics for people come on now like and i don't think we can separate it from the fact that that's how it was introduced to us so we're all indoctrinated in that shit and it doesn't mean it's all terrible or whatever the fuck but like white people decided like shakespeare could be the tyler perry of white people and then they told us that it's not so then we gotta accept that you see what i'm saying like Mm -hmm you know uh and i and I, you know i get like art people that study art and shit don't write in because it ain't even that serious but i remember i said this about like classic paintings once and people started writing in i majored in art and not and you know the point being like yeah and it was taught to you by people that told you this is what was good so how the fuck can you know you just you you got an a because you were told this is what was good and you said okay that's what's good you didn't get an a because you came up with some new shit you know what i mean so who you to tell me what the fuck is good like it's art so uh no you know no offense to 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 the art people i'm sure they think it's like a mathematical equation but um you know some shit you can tell the practice and the effort and stuff like that and that's why you know it's good or whatever but only white people the only people i'm supposed to believe that about right you know like when i was growing up in the the textbooks and the shit we would get on art it was all white people shit you know the only thing we saw from black people was like the egyptians or some shit like you didn't see just black art period like you didn't hold have a whole harlem renaissance and all to all across the country black people just doing magnificent art that, that you might never learn about well in all fairness that would be the time they oh the harlem renaissance when black people could do was doing great art and it's like but what about since then yeah we didn't stop doing shit 
y'all not teaching our classics in these shit so yeah i can't yeah so anyway all that to say like yeah it is weird that they're like yeah if you play beethoven for your child in the womb they will be smarter it's like stressing parents out yeah it's, it's like yeah if you play the right sequence of white people they will be smart in the ways that we measure smartness as white people so anyway it encourages me but it enrages me because that type of thinking and brainwashing is detrimental to raising a reader and leads to anti-intellectualism finally although it's a part of our job people are sometimes afraid to ask librarians for recommendations or to find a book for them because they feel like we are judging them like we are sitting there on the mount olympus of literature we're really not <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i'm i'm one of those people i'm guilty of of being i, I should know where everything is in the library it's such a stupid mentality and i right. definitely have fought that and gotten right. out of it nigga no i don't know the dewey decimal system can you help me ma'am well karen will ask I karen will ask for anything it's your job so she i mean she'll ask around the house where it's not my job she just don't like that's actually one of the things i love about you is that you're not afraid to be like i don't know this shit um and you know it's definitely a hang-up that a lot of people have is they're so afraid of being the one that didn't know i have to know everything i have to always be right and uh uh even when i don't know that i knew that you know that kind of attitude and you're like the opposite of that you're like i don't know this shit so i need some help and that boom and you know that's good that's a good mentality to have And, and not to get off topic the reason why i'm like that is because when you pretend the expectation is that you know and then something's gonna happen where somebody's gonna expect you to know the shit because you pretended like you knew the shit and then they're gonna realize you don't know the shit and then it's a problem and then they're gonna say well why when this came up yeah why didn't you tell me you didn't know we could have explained it to you yeah and i've been in situations my whole life especially in classrooms when the advanced classes you just supposed to know and so i i'm luckily been apt enough to be able to like fake it till i make it with most of the things mm-hmm you know happens all the time for me where i'm like i don't know this shit but i'm getting the gist of it and before you can figure out i don't know it guess what bitch i know it now you know but that's definitely not as honest and not as fruitful as if i walked in and said i don't know and it's all because in my mind i'm worried about that judgment and that's something i really so what you you judging me because i don't know something should not really make me that's really more of a reflection on you than it is on me right and 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 something else and something else that made it easier for me to be kind of open about my not knowing was crack cocaine oh i'm sorry go ahead i'm sorry was that what you're gonna say no not this time not the crack the crack is for another day Mm. um (laughs) the biggest reason why is because nobody's born knowing everything and once you Mm. understand that nobody's born knowing anything the shit and the knowledge that you know now you didn't learn that instantly and you didn't learn that shit overnight you learn it by yeah. decades of years of, of of regurgitation and memorization so you know and, that, and maybe that's that you know maybe that's one of my pet peeves i hate when people go well you're just supposed to know now that will send me sailing bitch how am i supposed to know when i don't know how am i supposed to know when i don't know this is not being very helpful to somebody that don't know the rules like, like that kind of sets me off when people do that you're supposed to know bullshit i have no foundation to know so how can i know you're setting me up in a bad spot to in my opinion to fail out of my lack of knowledge um some of us don't like to read some of us just like romance and mystery novels 
we're just regular people with a professional skill set reading is important but adults really need to relax read what you want karen don't beat yourself up about not having read tony morrison it doesn't make you less black i've got an advanced degree and i've only read beloved because of the movie you can appreciate what tony brought to our culture without having read her entire collection Cecily brooklyn shoe babe thank you yeah i did go out and buy jazz though for my kindle to queue up on there for actor ida b wells um so uh but yeah i you know i also haven't read i think i've read maybe beloved or I, the bluest eye like i might have because that's the other thing i don't even retain books like that so if i read some shit in like fourth grade i don't remember all that shit i only remember like native son because i read it more than once and then they made movies about it like i just i don't remember stuff like that 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 well no no offense to to fiction that's why i read a lot of non-fiction because i remember non-fiction more than i do fiction because it's like none of this ha- happened um Charda says hey so i need to send emails instead of leaving voicemails my mind went completely blank anyway the topics brought up on the jl episode made me think about my granny the view of america and politics are completely different than ours honestly we need to listen she has balanced living in racist america through segregation and everything all while still patriotic i'm talking to her uh understand uh, to understand how she reached this point i get instantly pissed when i hear younger people dismiss or talk about the older generation she has done so much that actually helped the progression of black people like being one of the first black teachers at her school during desegregation in louisiana <clears throat> she worked the polls when she made it uh what she can and is expected that we should go vote go vote that's another thing i uh a hey, so uh hmm think about how to say this i have noticed a lot of mm, mm, no that's not a good way to put it they gonna get us i don't want i don't want to offend but i question the connection to the roots of your people when you say shit like don't guilt me to vote i'll put it that way i think a lot of people edges you know Mm -hmm. roots is showing to be you know like they not as down quote unquote as they proclaim to be because in my crib that was not an option yeah your black that, ass better vote i knew i was grown when my mom stopped calling me on election day to be like you did you vote you better go vote Got a phone. Uh, did you vote that's when i knew like oh okay i'm grown they they and it's not i'm grown they that i can do what i want it's we expect and know your ass went to vote so yeah we ain't gonna call we know you voted you know it was like you get a phone call nigga you vote the the polls are open from 6 a.m to 7 p.m if i call your ass again and you ain't you ain't done voted at the polls it's a problem so i can't speak to how everyone was raised but it says something i've seen some people where it you know your slip is showing a little bit like "Mm, this isn't a tradition for you and maybe it's because i'm from the south maybe it's because my my folks is all from like america like nobody's from overseas and then right this the, i'm the first generation like maybe it could be a bunch of other shit but uh with the roots i have uh i would feel terrible if i knew i could vote and stay my ass at home i would feel ter- and i would feel like i let my ancestors down and let my family down i don't know how i just don't speak that uh i'm so independent i don't i'm unconnected to other blackness that i don't care i don't speak that 
so you know and i think when you the people i saw advocating it the most i'm like yeah y'all got the like lightest roots y'all have the the lightest connection to this shit so it's all a game to you but for me it's not a game anyway we need to make sure we listen to older generations more because they're so wise and they have lived through so much they have done the best they can for the most part and obviously we aren't going to get everything right hindsight's 2020 i wanted to let you know i started watching flash because of y'all and since then it sent me down a spiral watching supergirl black lightning which is so good and ages of shield which is my top five favorite show ever yes yeah the, the ages of shield is excellent i love y'all shows and i listen to all the premium content yes you read it right i don't even pay attention to sports but i love balls deep lol and my favorite is <laughs> my favorite is the nerd off by my podcasting friends sorry about the weird voicemail i'm shot out no it's fine or is it shard either Thank way you. it's fine don't don't worry about that and uh we appreciate the voicemail and the email um and yeah man and, and that's the other thing too I, that's one of the reasons i love reading about history like this out of b wells book man they talk about how black people felt about voting then when democrats were republicans or republicans were democrats like none of this shit is new but you can be educated through so much of this shit um about just the context of what we're going through and how and for me it's affirming to know it's not new we have always struggled with this shit you know so but at the same time a lot of the l's for our people in history have come when we decided we were so frustrated we were not gonna vote you know a lot of because it's not like it got better it's not like the other side takes that as a sign of oh well, let's let's start supporting black rights no Mm-mm. uh rebecca says last one uh forgiveness uh good morning rod and karen filling the topic this morning i think it's important to remember to forgive yourself for mistakes you've made a while back i was caught breaking the law while i was at school i got kicked out of school along with legal issues i was a disaster at the time i wasn't able to seek help from my family i had to bear consequences of my own on my own it absolutely broke me i was working shit jobs i was depressed and self-sabotaging opportunities that came my way it took about four years to get out of that hole that i made for myself i wasn't until i forgave myself for making the mistake that mistake that i was able to own that i handled the consequences all on my own I, it was amazing to have that weight lifted from my shoulders after the uh things turned around i got a great job turned career and i was able to finish out my degree carrying the weight of your own mistakes can bring you down just as much as a grudge on another i'd remind everyone in the fam to remember that it's okay to forgive yourself if you made missteps on the path you can always find your way back appreciate all you do i needed some introspection on this topic served the purpose all the love becca yeah i feel you on that Mm -hmm. um i definitely um uh that was the other part of it that we because we were talking about forgiveness from the other perspective but the other side of it is when you fuck up mm-hmm. when i say forgiveness is a selfish act you can't really always wait on the person that you fucked up towards to forgive you because they're obligated and, and the other thing because people think that this this is how it works but it's not they actually can't grant you the forgiveness even if they accept your apology even if they say i forgive you they actually can't if you truly mean it you are hurt by what you did yourself as well you know what i'm saying and you have to understand that yes i did something bad yes i I, i'm capable of this but i'm but this is this does not have to define me you're not your best day and you're not your worst day you're somewhere in the middle 
and you, you have to find your way back to that um because if because i'm one of these people too when i fuck up i get stuck there i'm just like i fucked up i fucked up i fuck i go through conversations a million times i look at every angle of how i fucked up there's times where i didn't fuck up and i do that well i'm questioning everything like what they got upset did i what did i do you know so uh i totally can relate to that and yet you do have to do it to move on it's not always for (laughs) someone asked was it gabby oh that's hilarious um uh nah she's i don't i don't think it was i mean Mm -hmm. that at least unless Mm -mm. uh, um, i don't think it was either yeah so i don't think she fucked with us no more y'all uh so (laughs) uh uh anyway it was uh it was but yeah it was one of those things where it's not really um um it's not really something that someone can grant you you kind of have to do it for yourself and that doesn't mean that you know in a sociopath way where i forgive myself i just kick the nigga in the face ha 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 forgiving like Uh, nah uh, i mean uh, if you mean it and it's fucking you up sometimes that is the only recourse especially if that person has had to draw boundaries and close the door for themselves then yeah you're gonna have to forgive yourself and probably should do better in the next situation i think that's healthy um all right guys uh thank y'all uh so much for listening tomorrow our guest will be shalewa sharp um it'll be at 10 a.m in the morning uh so you guys can check us out on crowdcast um and she has a new album about to come out so we'll be promoting that um so until next time i love you i love you too